Hello. Working. Hello. Okay. Hello. And you are? Feedback. I'm Danielle. With feedback. <laughs> Is that you? I don't know. Good huh? feedback. Yeah. All right. It's all good. Yeah. It's yours working. I think so. Test. One, two, three. <laughs> 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 I'm, I'm, I'm Lori Snyder. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So as you know, Psalm 91 is one of those psalms that would do as well to just get inside. Whether you memorize it word for word or you just receive everything that you've been learning this, um, these last four weeks, what the, the main thing is my heart's desire is to see it become real in our lives. You know, the word of God is like that seed, isn't it? And if it's planted in good soil, the Bible says it will reproduce. Some 30, some 60, some 100-fold. You know, that used to bug me a lot. It's like, okay, if, if there's good soil, bad soil, but even the good soil can maybe possibly only produce 30%. It's like, what's making that, you know, what's keeping that from becoming 100%? And you know what it is? It's what I allow in my own heart. Lord, have your way. In all, I'm just letting go. I'm letting go of fears. I'm letting go of the what is. I'm letting go. I'm letting go. And I'm letting you 100%. If he has 100% of my heart, I'm going to get a 100% return on the word of God. And I, that's why I think that scripture says some 30%, some 60-fold return, and some 100%. So if you will open your heart 100% to this word, I believe you will have 100% return and harvest in your life because the word of God is alive and powerful. It is active and it is alive and it will do mighty things. It's not just another book, is it? It is an amazing, amazing word of God that we can put to heart. Uh, the one thing that I wanted to um, underscore, if you remember when I um, taught, we, we talked about dwelling in the secret place and resting in the shadow of his wings. I illustrated that by having somebody stand in my shadow, and I said, how close do you have to be to be in someone's shadow? And you have to be very close. But the other thing that, that uh, jumps out at me is, whose shadow am I in, and who is leading the way? So if I try to get in front of God and expect him to be in my shadow, then now I'm in control. And how many of you know, that's not, very, that's not a very good idea. But if I'm going to stay in this secret place, I need to let him always lead, always lead. And then I don't have to worry about walking into danger. Because do you think God would walk you into danger? No. No, in fact, he goes before us now. And all I have to do is stay in the safety of the shadow of his wings. And we talked about the secret place being a hidden place. And we talked about how the enemy can't find you there. So don't run in and out of the secret place. The secret place is staying in Christ. The secret place is saying, I am staying in the shadow of your wings. I am going to rest and follow after you. It is a place of peace, safety, and security, and it's because of relationship and the blood of Jesus. He paid for every blessing so that we could walk in this supernatural protection. 
And I, I can't wait. We're going to be sharing some testimonies, so let me just put a bug in your ear. If you have a testimony that you want to share about a supernatural intervention or some way that you know that Psalm 91 uh, appeared in a situation and you know that there were angels involved and you know that, um, that God protected you supernatural divinely we're going to pass the mic around in a little bit here and if you have a, a testimony you'd like to share start thinking about it all right and the other thing that that really jumps out at me is to say i will say i will say of the lord he is my refuge and he is my strength and what is really awesome about that is that because we say that, then there's all kinds of benefits according to what the word says. You know, when you study scripture, you always want to look for the, um, the repeated words. And I noticed when I looked at the scripture as a whole, two times it says, because... Uh, you have made me your refuge and strength, then I will defend and protect you. And then he says, because you have set your love on me, and that because I have set my love on you, then you can walk surely in the confidence of knowing that this protection is part of your heritage of being his child, walking in his ways. And so there's a great blessing. It's because it just comes with the benefit. So if you, if you um, got a job and they say, here's your benefits package. You get free dental, free eye care. You get free this, free that, you know. And you never took advantage of it. It would be of no benefit to you, right? But this is what comes with the benefits package. Because you have set your love on me, I will keep you in a safe place. I will hide you under the, the um, protection of my wings, and you will stay in a safe place. You will stay in that secret place. So it's an amazing thing that we have because our God, and it's all about relationship, isn't it? It's because he really, truly loves us. Danielle, do you have something to share with us? Yeah. Um, so my verse that I focused on when I spoke a couple weeks ago was, he shall cover you with his feathers, and under his wings you shall take refuge. His truth shall be your shield and buckler. And those are where we really sat, you know, the whole time. And this morning, as I was praised and worshiping God, <coughs> You know how sometimes you wake up and you, you either wake up and you're chipper, even if you're not a morning person, or you wake up and you're like, Ugh. I mean, we all have those days, right? So as I was worshiping him this morning, um, worship is, it's, it's such an important part of our walk with the Lord. Because what it does is that because um, in the Bible it says the garment of praise replaces the spirit of heaviness. So when we step out, worship is an action, and it's actually like you're communicating to God. Words are in front of you, you're singing them. But what happens in your spirit is that there's this connection. And then things start to shift. Whatever you're dealing with, whatever... Mm, struggle, burden. I don't know if you realize it, but it kind of starts like just getting smaller and smaller. And he starts getting bigger and bigger. 
and then your shoulders kind of go back, and you're like, oh, man, this is good. And sometimes in the morning when you wake up and you're like, ugh. But then as you step out, you know, you got to roll out of bed, you got to get those sheets off, and and you got to start walking out your day. That's kind of how I envision our relationship with God underneath those feathers, right? You come under it. You, You step into it. You realize that if you carry your burdens and all of your worry and your care with you, that it's gonna, that's just going to be a lot of baggage. So as you worship, as you communicate, as you join with God and be in relation with him, because his word and his promises are true, all the spirit of heaviness and burdens fall. They fall. And then we allow him to protect and to be our shield and buckler because we come under that protection. But coming under is an action. Just like when we praise and worship Jesus, it's an action. We have to move our mouths. We have to experience, allow, you know, like when Karen went like this, what you're really doing is you're opening. Think about this. Think about what you're doing in your diaphragm. You're opening yourself up. You're really, like, you really can't protect yourself, but he can. When you surrender, you drop everything that we've been going like this, but, oh, this is so scary, or what, whatever. And it's like, I'm just done. I'm so done, Lord, with carrying this. And I just want to come under. And he's like, yes, come, come under. And we're like, oh, but it's scary. And he's like, why? Why? Because you don't have control anymore? <laughs> Good. It's a good thing. So I just, as God, as Holy Spirit is moving in you this morning, because that's what he does. When we come into his presence, he is not stagnant. No way. Mm -hmm. He is a God that moves, and he says that when we come into his presence, we do not leave the same. So I speak that over each and every one of you right now. That we will not leave the same this morning because he says when you come and you dwell in my house, when you come and you allow my feathers to cover you, you will not leave the same. And if his word is true and if he is the same God yesterday, today, and tomorrow, then we receive those promises. Amen. We claim them as ours, and we say, yes, Lord. So during this time, as each of us are are speaking, I want you to start thinking of things that you need to give to him, that you need to go like this. I'm done. I'm done carrying this. I want to fully be under your feathers so no, because when, because faith and fear cannot coexist. They cannot. Amen. They cannot. That's right. And faith is an action. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to end with this question. Are you willing 
to take that step. It's just a little step. And then you'll take another one. And that won't seem such a big deal because the first one you did. So what can you release? What do you want to release? Because when we are in his presence, it's so good that we do not leave the same. Amen. Amen. That's good. I think she was reading my mail last night. Holy cow. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> is that, is, whoa, uh oh, uh oh, uh oh, I fell. Your I wonder if, Your where did down. I go? Dawn. Dawn. Oh, Dawn. I got you. Dawn. Can you give me your permit? Got it. Isn't that just like God? I got you. Are you okay? <laughs> you want me to put it back here? Um, or you want to hold it? Yeah. Oh, look at it. I got it. on my sweater. Yeah. Look at that. Girls is great. It's on the table right here. <laughs> okay. Holy all right, that's cow. all unexpected, but it's all good. Oh, my goodness. Are you all right? Yeah, all my hair is getting caught. And, <laughs> <laughs> and I was telling, I mean... Emily back there, I think maybe I should use a handheld and maybe you turn it off and use the handheld. No, I think no. I'm okay now. Okay. okay. She's good. Yeah. Um, yeah, she's reading my mail. Um, it was, I was praying about this last night and uh, just sitting because I, my, I was talking about uh, two weeks ago about dwelling and staying in that dwelling place and how we. Um, you know, create an atmosphere within ourselves, not necessarily the outward atmosphere, because it is a choice to stay in that dwelling place. And so last night, as I'm praying about this, it's like, <laughs> uh, it was uh, three o'clock in the morning, which is my meeting time with God, <laughs> not by choice, it's his choice. The Holy Spirit decides that's when he's gonna grab a hold of me and talk to me. So I'm laying in bed and all of a sudden it's like, this alarm's going off in my head because the Holy Spirit and me, we have our own little system, and I'm sure you do too. So mine's the 3 a.m. alarm, goes off, and I'm like, okay, what's going on, God? And I was already feeling really restless at night, having a hard time just settling down and resting and sleeping. And he started showing me something, and I thought, oh, yeah, you're right. Unfortunately, we, we are kind of dealing with a, a, a bad report was given to us, and so we are standing on the word and claiming it. But as I was laying in bed last night, uh, God was very quick, and I, and I just love it when we have such a great relationship with the Holy Spirit and, and the Lord. You know, he is going to bring things to your attention because the last thing he wants for you is to be walking with heavy burdens and, and oppression and anything that would keep you from living your day to the fullest for him in your life, in your call in life. And so anyways, he was showing me that I was hanging on to this report that as many times as I have been through all of this, how many, I mean, I'm sure you can all, all say too that uh, we're constantly 
learning and growing with God. And he, there's always times in your life where you get caught up with your emotions. You get caught up with what's happening in your life and the surroundings. And so God was very quick to show me, um, Trish, why are you holding on to this? And I'm like, what? I'm not holding on to anything. <laughs> And um, he said, uh, no, you are, dear. You're holding on to this. You need to release this to me. And so I, I said, okay, and I released it. But it was still, I could still feel it. And I was coming to tears. And then I'm like, but I'm releasing it, God. This is yours. I know it's yours. And I started confessing my, my verses that I've memorized and, and started just, you know, confessing those out loud in, in my bed. And, and my husband says, honey, just go to the living room and deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> he knows. <laughs> so I went out to the living room, and I just, like what Karen this morning, I just lifted my arms. And like what Danielle was saying, as soon as I lifted my arms, it just opens up everything. It is a total surren surrenderance to God to say, I am releasing this to you. I am letting this go because my, re my report is your report, not what everybody else is saying or what the doctor is saying. And so once I released it and, and had my tears with God, we cried it out together. And I went back to bed and my husband said, you feel better? And I'm like, oh yeah, I'm going to sleep now. <laughs> and I slept like a baby. But you know, there, there, there are times though in our life that we can get so busy and, and things get complicated. And we find ourselves caught up in the emotions of whatever is happening in our life. And, but when we're maintaining our place with God in that dwelling place, consciously making ourselves aware of whatever is coming at us, the Holy Spirit is so amazing. He is so good to just right away prompt you or, or to pull you off and say, Honey, you think you are, but really, mm, not so good. No, you, you need to fully release this to me so that you're really tucked in under my wing, that you're really tucked in the Almighty. And then the other thing that he was, um, one of the things that I did talk about, it is my mic. <laughs> one of the things that uh, he talked, uh, he was talking to me last night was the refuge. And um, is this good? Yeah. Emily, I'm on the handheld. Okay. Um, and I didn't get a chance to talk about this, um, that, you know, our refuge is in him. But there is another place of refuge that we find together in fellowship with our sisters and brothers in Christ, in our church, um, in our home. Those are places of refuge for us. When we, um, you know, a place of refuge is a, a safe place. It's a safe harbor. It's a place where we can come in and we should be able to feel free to be who we are in, in things that we, we deal with. We should be able to turn to one another and, um, the, the book um, that Karen had given us all to read and study, 
he talked about, you know, our church family and our church being a place of refuge and that, you know, if we, if we don't um, create our place in the church, the body, we're missing out on something. You're missing out on some very sweet fellowship with people who can surround you and, and gather you together and keep you in line if you need to be kept in line or to just love on you when you need to be loved and you need that physical hug and somebody to say, you know what? You're going to get through this. It's okay. It's all right. We're going to do this, and we're here for you, sister. I'm praying for you, you know. So, um, you know, we just got to keep on keeping on. And, um, and again, it, it's getting in the Word of God and professing that and praying. I can't say enough that our authority is not based on our own voice, our uh our presence, it's based on the Word of God and God's Word only. And when we speak the Word of God, that is what gives us the authority to trample on the enemy. That's what gives us the authority to move the mountains that are standing before us. Um, you know, I think of like a, two, <laughs> a two-year-old kid, you know, you're trying to tell a kid, don't run, don't run. I said, stop, stop. No, don't run. You know, he's not listening to me. He's a kid. What does he care? Well, I think of the enemy kind of like that. I'm telling him, stop, stop, leave me alone, flee, go. If I'm not using the name of Jesus, Amen. who is he to listen to me? <laughs> I have no authority without the name of Jesus. And when I add God's word to that, Jesus' name, it is written, oh, mm -hmm. he has to go. Amen. He's got to leave now. And he can't be a part of my situation. He can't be a part of my atmosphere. He can't be a part of my refuge, my dwelling place. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, that's good. Mm -hmm. That's good. Um, and also angels are then, yeah. angels are there on assignment to perform his word. Mm -hmm. And you have angels all around you. Absolutely. So they're going to perform his word yeah. as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Coming out. I am very full, so I don't know how I can do this in five minutes. Um, God has called me to teach the word, and so I want to give you a couple things, but I want to build on the word trust and his name. When we were in worship, I even wrote this down because we were singing, we trust in our God, and through his unfailing love, we will not be shaken, steady, fixed, firm foundation. But the first part is we trust. And in order to trust someone, you have to know them. And you have to know their character. And that's why we don't just trust in anybody. We don't trust in ourselves. But we trust in our God. And it talks about, because he has known my name. And that's God speaking about the author. Remember, I told you there's a voice shift. And one morning, last year at some point, I woke up. And that's when I hear so much. Thankfully, I'm not getting woken up at 3 o'clock in the morning. He speaks to me like right before I'm waking up. But I just heard in my heart, you have to teach a child not to trust. And it was one of those things that kind of caught me off guard because, again, I was sleeping. You have to teach a child not to trust. And you think about that 2-year-old. What do you teach a 2-year-old? 
stranger danger. Because mm -hmm. they automatically are trusting. And what did Jesus say? That we have to be like a child to receive from him. Total trusting. Knowing his goodness, his character. So the first thing to be trusting, meaning you have to know him, but even before that, you have to be willing. So what we were just, they were just, you know, Karen and, and Danielle were just so talking about is, having that willingness to say, I surrender. Amen. You know, I think of Isaiah 119, and I'm paraphrasing it, but it basically says, he who is willing and obedient will eat the good of the land. And that good means that fat portion, like the cream of the crop. <laughs> it all starts with being willing. Mm -hmm. yes. And when you open your heart up to him, he is such a good, loving father. He, it's his pleasure, it says, to give you the kingdom. The kingdom's in you, but it has to be released out through you. And so it's the focus is how you're willing is you're focusing on a deep and such much more intimate relationship with him. As deep calls in unto deep, he's calling you into the depths of himself. Whether you're in the shallows, whether what part, whether you're just starting out, whether you've been a believer for 20 years, he, today is a new day. His mercies are new every day. So he is calling you into himself. All you have to do is yield and say, Lord, I'm willing, show me. Because he tells you when you call upon him, he will show you. It's, and I referred to it before, it's kind of like a dance. There's God's part and then there's our part. His part is God's grace. Everything that came through the life and ministry of Jesus that God has already provided for us our response, that's our part. We respond by faith. And faith is simply believing and trusting. And it's trusting in him. So focusing on his name. And what I love, when you see Psalm 91, I notice, and I'm a pattern girl, I notice patterns. I shall, I will. He will. Look at how many times it says will in there. He will do this. And remember I talked last time about a promise? We're not putting our, it's not just some man that's promising that can waver and not fulfill that promise. This is almighty God. This is why you focus on his names. And I love how he reveals five different names of his character in this psalm alone. So get to know his names. And when he also tells you, just in these last four, the three verses that I had, 14 through 16, he says, I will deliver you two different times. But those are not the same words. When he says deliver, they mean two different things. One is, I will deliver you from something, and I will deliver you from even entering into it. So I've um, asked Emily to put up something, um, what I refer to, how do we, I'm a teacher of the word, so... I want to give you a great tool to use so you yourself, when you're reading scripture, because in the English language, we can just assume we know what a word means, but if it's in the Old Testament, it's written in Hebrew, and in the New Testament, it's written in Greek, and there's, it's translated differently. So if you want to know what a word means in that phrase, you want to go to the original language. So blueletterbible.com. Uh, it's hard to see. Okay, it's hard to see it. Can you click on Psalm 91, verse 16, Emily, please? I want, so blueletterbible.org 
have that as a reference for you. It's a great, you can get it online. It's, it's a great tool. study tool. I use this all the time because there's commentaries, there's word searches. If you want to see how many times he says, set your love upon or deliver or whatever, you can do a whole word search and it will show you the whole Bible. But if you click on Psalm 91, verse 16, do you see how it then just gives you the verse? And then it gives you different options, commentaries, different things. And if you click on where it says Strong's Concordance for the word salvation, sorry, Emily, the last, where it says uh, him, my salvation, click on 3443. It will tell you in the Strong's, and then it'll give you the Greek lexicon or the Hebrew or whatever wherever you're at, it'll give you the definition of the word. And this will help you and it will bless you to get a better understanding. So you can receive the same type of understanding as we've been studying. And it's just a great tool. So when you look at salvation, um, I'm just going to, for sake of time, am I pretty much up? Um, the Lord reminded me this morning of... I. I've been saying this, as I said, I've said this psalm a lot for many years, but I don't necessarily say the whole psalm at one time. But then I realized at night when I lay down with my boys, I always start out by saying, thank you, Lord, that we dwell in the secret place of the Most High God. We rest in the shadow of the Almighty God. And Lord, we're not going to, and we remember all your benefits that you daily load us with. You forgive us for all of our sins. You heal us from all sickness and disease. You keep us from destruction. And you renew our youth as the eagles. And I realize I connect Psalm 91 with Psalm 103, verses 1 through 5. Mm -hmm. because part of the salvation, and I love it because I have on here benefits package. <laughs> I love Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. You have to know the whole benefits package of salvation. Yes, you do. Healing, deliverance, protection, keep safe and sound, wholeness, being set free, all of his benefits. So I encourage you to look at Psalm 103, verses 1 through 5. And I just want to end with, when he says he will satisfy you with long life and show you his salvation, with long life he will satisfy you. Long life is talking about length of time, number of days. So it's not just the quality of life he wants to give you through his salvation, he promises, too, to give you long days here on the earth that you'll be satisfied. Amen. And that's why then I connect Psalm 103 with it, that he's renewing my youth as the eagles. <laughs> so I just encourage you to get to know his names because you can only know and trust him yes. as much as you know his character. Because his character does not change. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Mm -hmm. And so I encourage you... Get God out of the box and say, Lord, show me. Because he says, call upon him and he will show you himself. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. Yes, we can't trust someone we don't know. And uh, God wants to reveal himself to us. So awesome. Uh, at this time, we want to hear from you. <laughs> and uh, Dawn, if you want to come up and get the microphone. Uh, if you have a, a short testimony you'd like to give, you know, keep it to about three minutes 
ish. <laughs> I know that's hard to put in a nutshell. But if you'd like to share a celebration or some uh, an awesome story, it may or may not have happened to you, but you know of someone who you know experienced the salvation of God. However, that may look. We, we want to take about ten minutes to to hear from some people. And let's just start with Joy, because she came up to me during worship. I said, "Oh yeah, you're going to have to share that with the ladies." Um, so I feel like. <laughs> Is it on now? Are we working? Um, five years ago when I got here, um, I not only was spiritually dead, but I was physically dying. And I took, took, it would take me three trips to get inside the building in my spot because I couldn't breathe. And yesterday, I was told I no longer need this. Yeah! Uh, <laughs> Isn't that awesome? Jesus. His name is Victory. <laughs> awesome. 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 That's awesome. Praise God. As long as I've known Joy, she's saying, I'm not going to have to use this oxygen Amen. tank for yeah. the rest of my life. Amen. She would confess that with her yeah. mouth and believe Amen. it in her heart. So Amen. praise Amen. God. We're celebrating. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Does anybody Thank else you, have? Yeah. That's just so awesome. Thank anybody you. else raise your hand? Nancy. Yeah. Mm. You'll have to stand so we can see your beautiful face. <laughs> but I feel like God is compelling me to share this. And it's, it's really going... Can I hold this? Is that okay? <laughs> <laughs> I forgot to the rule. Okay. Um, this, I guess, I'm supposed to really just direct this at the young moms with little kids and the importance of this psalm and dwelling in the secret place of the Most High. And um, I know, I know it's so hard as a young mom to find the time to be able to dwell in that secret place. But I want to encourage you, even if it's one scripture or just reading this psalm or getting up five minutes earlier than you normally do to spend time with him because you're not only hiding yourself in the secret place, but you're also hiding your small children yeah. in the secret place mm -hmm. because you are also there covering. That's right. And so um, my story is that when my, my Johnny, who's 22 now, was about three years old, um, maybe some of you remember the Little Tykes coupe car. They may still have it. But um, I always just, people think maybe I'm a little crazy because I'm talking all the time, but I'm really just always talking to God. So if you ever see me talking and I'm, nobody's <laughs> around me, you know I'm talking to God. <laughs> so um, anyways, um, one night God gave me a dream. And I was writing a letter to Little Tykes because... My son was in that little coupe car, and I live on a very busy road, and he took the car out into the road and mm. was hit. And I was thanking them for, for building such a sturdy toy that saved his life. Well, of course, I woke up, and I just was, like, frazzled. And so I just started praying. I just, you know, I pleaded the blood of Jesus over him. I said no weapon formed against him. I put him in that secret place right then, and I forgot about it. And a week later, he was in his little coupe car, driving around the approach on the driveway, and I had to run into the house. 
and it took me a little longer than I had thought. And all of a sudden, I heard squealing tires and honking horns. And I ran outside. I never moved so fast in my life. He was in the middle of the road in his coupe car, just like my dream. But the cars were all lined up, and God showed me this line of angels like this, stopping four lanes of traffic mm. so they did not hit my son. And I grabbed that car and I swung it into the driveway. I was just, you know how it is as a mom. So anyways, um, so that's why I'm just telling all the young moms, I know it's hard to find that time, but do it if you can. It is so worth it. Mm -hmm. And then also I just have to quick share one more thing here going with you guys up there. Um, in Hebrews 6.18, it says, So God has given both his promise and his oath. These two things are unchangeable because it is impossible for God to lie. Amen. Amen. Therefore, we who have fled to him for refuge mm -hmm. can have great confidence as we hold to the hope that lies before us. Mm -hmm. Amen. Praise God. So, anyways, Amen. that's my story. That's awesome. I hope it helps you young moms. Another hand. Mm -hmm. Got a couple stories going here. All right. I, I love the word that you just shared. Um, what's Nancy. Nancy. Um, because that brings me back to, again, we give voice to the word of God. Yeah. And when we give voice to the word of God, it charges the angels to be active in every area, and especially with young children. We can't be around every little corner. I mean, they're quick. <laughs> so when we speak the word of God over our children, we're not only asking for the protection of that refuge and under the shadow of his wings, but we're also giving charge to the angels to come in and, and handle the things that we do not see or know. Okay. So, good story. My name is Teresa, and for those of you that know me know I have a special needs son named Zachary, who is 19 now. Five years ago, he had to go through a major surgery, spinal fusion, to have two rods put down his back because his back was curved at a 90-degree angle. And they were on, they said if they didn't do the surgery, it would eventually kill him because it was compacting his chest cavity. When they started the preset for his surgery, they came out and said, we have an issue. We still recommend the surgery, but we cannot make any guarantees that he will be able to move any of his arms or legs after surgery because when they were doing it, they tried to follow his nerve impulses in the spine. They couldn't as long as he was under anesthesia. Every time they pulled him out of anesthesia, they could. With that kind of surgery, he has to be under full anesthesia. So we told him, go ahead. I was a wreck. I gave it up to God. And this is what he says when he says surrender. If I wouldn't have given it to God, I don't know what kind of position my son would be in today. But a half hour after his surgery and recovery, he was moving all of his limbs Amen. without Amen. any problem. Amen. Amen. Somebody else? Thank you, Father. Awesome. Thank you. Um, hi. Okay, so I feel kind of nervous sharing this in front of so many people, but um, I feel like if it might help somebody, but um, I was actually healed quite a few months back now, um, actually back in October, 
of um, just like terrible cystic acne that had plagued me for years. And um, I believed in healing for a very long time and was, you know, just trying to receive that, you know, trying to receive that healing. And, um, you know, as we all know, the, the enemy can just try to lie to you, especially when you're, you're dealing with something physical um, or something that you, you know, you see on your face and there's so many little things that, oh, that's just vain of me and just, you know, all these different things that the enemy would try to lie to me. But then um, just, I guess I'm supposed to just share, like, just realizing that, you know, how much the Lord loves you and that he cares about every single little detail of your body and he cares about you being beautiful and, um, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. So anyways, I just feel like I should share that. And if anybody wants to see pictures, I've got some really great disgusting <laughs> pictures that you could see because... Um, prove it. Yeah, to prove it and to share. And I really had felt like I was supposed to take these even though they're really horrible to look at. But um, it's just proof of like the amazingness of, of God. And um, I was actually healed um, years past... Uh, two other times, actually, from that. And I, I guess I feel like I'm supposed to share this because um, the first time when I when I was healed of it, um, it was actually just through um, Benny Hinn. You've all heard of him. He was speaking on TV, and he prayed for the TV audience, and I said, yes, I want to I receive you know healing for this. And, and it was amazing, and I was healed from it, but it came back on me. Um, and then that happened again through, through something, and I just was like, what is going on here? You know? And then this time around, when it happened, I specifically asked the Lord, why was that that you know, it came back on me in the past? And he spoke to me and said, it was because you, weren't, you didn't ground yourself deep enough in my word so the enemy was able to come and steal it away from you. And so this time I was very determined, like that will not happen to me again. And I just asked the Lord, you know, everything that I needed to do to remind my brain, because, you know, as we know, like the healing of the body is easy, but it's in the mind where it's difficult. So I, you know, specifically just, I, I wrote out different things that he was telling me to do on a daily basis, you know, in the Word, reading every day. Um, he specifically led me to recite scriptures over myself, which I recorded on my phone so I could listen to them and say them at the same time. And then um, a self-talk speaking to my body to remind my body. And it took a full two months. So if anybody is struggling with, with something like that too, um, it did take a full two months and even like new you know, ones would come, but I would just be like, symptoms, you're a liar. And rooting out doubt and, and fear. I had really weird fears that were attached with this, like, because my parents don't believe in, well, my mom does now, but my dad still, we're getting there with him. But um, um, I'm praying about for, like, a specific divine appointment to share my testimony with my dad. But anyways, so my parents didn't believe in healing at the time. And I, I had a weird fear of, like, well, when I'm healed, like, how do I explain it to my parents? So even little silly things like that are fears that if you just root them out and then the Lord li literally just spoke to me and said, that doesn't matter. Like, let me just, I will, I will take care of that when the time comes. You just receive from me right now. That's good. So anyway, sorry, I'm taking way too much time, but I just want yeah. to share. No, that's awesome. Recently, I was reading in Mark, and I just want to underscore what you're saying. We may have missed this part of healing, but when Jesus spoke to um, uh, demons, he would say, you, you have to leave 
And he says, and never to return. And so I believe also that that applies to when we believe for healing, that it has to go, it has to be dead in me because Jesus already paid the price. He already took it in his own body. And that we should also say, and never to return. And I, that's God's best for us. And um, you overcame it because you, you stayed on the word. It's the word of God. And it's not because she recited it enough times. It's because she believed it in her heart. Mm-hmm. And she connected and released faith with the word of God that always works mm-hmm. every time. Mm-hmm. So pray. Praise God for that. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Okay. Wonderful celebrations. I know that you're going to be able to continue to see the works, um, just the fruit of what we've been doing here. Um, so thank you, ladies, for sharing. Those, they were all wonderfully empowering for us to celebrate with you. Uh, we'd like to enter a time uh, for uh, just giving you some quiet time. All right. At this time, if you would just be in the presence of God who is always with us. You know, we sense his presence maybe more at different times, but know that the presence of God is here. Know that he wants to speak to you directly, intimately, and that we can connect with him. And Emily, if you just go ahead and bring the lights down and and, um, we're just gonna take a, a few minutes and I'd like you to just ask God, to show you if there's anything more that you need to release. If there's something that you've been hanging on to that you're ready to let go. And it's been the, the theme from of the whole morning throughout worship, the surrendering. Danielle said, you're just tired of it. You just need to give it up. If there's just that that thing that you want to leave in the hands of Jesus this morning so we don't leave as we came. So we don't carry in the same baggage that we came with. That thing that nags and worries. And you're just ready just to release. Just ask him what that thing is because we're going to we're going to do something about that this morning. when God shows you on a piece of paper.
just praying and looking around the room. God is just wanting you to know that this is not complicated. I'm here. My presence is here with you. Just empty your thoughts and be still and allow me to speak to you. I only want the very, very best for you. Just like how Elijah just said a very simple prayer. He asked the Lord to open up his servant's eyes to see, to see what was out before him. It doesn't have to be complicated. Just ask him to open up your eyes, open up the eyes of your heart to see the things that the enemy may be trying to withhold from you because he knows there's freedom when it's brought to the light. together. This is a psalm. A little bit adapted. (laughs) But these are the truths of God's word to release faith and receive as you release this thing to him. And it will be finished. It will be done because God is faithful to his word. And I like to say this, his word works every time. If we'll give him all who we are. Surrender it all. So let's just say this together. I dwell in the secret place you have provided. I am resting in the shadow of your wings. You rescue me from hidden traps and expose the plans of the enemy on my behalf. I confidently say, God, you are my refuge. Under the shadow of your wings, I am safe. You are my shield and buckler, defending and protecting me with your truth and faithfulness. Your huge outstretched arms protect me. Under them I am perfectly safe. I fear nothing, not danger in the night, not flying arrows in the day, not disease that prowls through the darkness, not disaster that erupts at high noon. Even though others may fall all around me, no harm will even come near me. I stand untouched because God is my refuge, because I am hidden in the secret place of the Most High God. I make you my Lord, my refuge, my dwelling place. Therefore, evil can't get close to me. Harm can't get through my door. You order your angels to guard and defend me wherever I go. If I stumble, they will catch me and keep me from falling. 
I set my love upon you, Lord. Therefore, you deliver me when I call upon you in times of trouble. I know that you will never forsake me because I trust your love for me. Thank you, Lord, that you promise to satisfy me with long life as I safely dwell in the secret place of the Most High God under the shadow of your wings. You agree with that? Say amen. Go ahead and take it. We could have our volunteers come forward. You know who you are. You have a prop. You guys can take a seat for a moment. So, what we've talked about the last four weeks is that faith is an action. Coming under his wings is an action. Dwelling with the Most High God is an action. Lifting your arms and opening up yourself and letting go of your burdens is an action. You need to release it. You need to speak it out. You need to let it go in order for you to come under. And so this is a visual, okay? It's a visual. These sheets are a visual for you to see what it would look like because one of the words that I had referenced God to be as a tent, a high tower, a rock. So these women are holding up these sheets as a symbol of your action taking place and coming under his protection. It's a commitment. It's an action that is going to instill in you surrendering in order to come under the protection. This is something that I want you to really have it be between you and Heavenly Father. So when, when, we are, when we're done here, that you can be like, oh, that just feels so good to know that I dropped everything to allow you to protect me because I'm done protecting myself because I can't, but you can. So we want to take this time to allow you to acknowledge that and then to step out and to come under. Do it at your own time. Do it between you and the Lord. Don't do it because your sister just walked up there It needs to be an action. It's between you and him. And it's going to be beautiful because he is beautiful and it's safe. If you come under, you want to stand. If you come under, you want to sit. You do whatever you need to do because it's between you and him. And this is a practice of how we need to live on a regular basis. So Heavenly Father, Jesus, I thank you that your word is so good. It fills us up and it overflows. It brings freedom, it brings life, it brings truth. 
And so Jesus, I thank you that when we step out in faith, you meet us right where we're at. I pray over my sisters now, Jesus, as they're taking the step, as they're coming forth, as they're coming under, as they're becoming one with you because of that relationship, that trust, that surrender. So thank you for this time. Thank you for filling us up. And thank you, Lord, that you go behind us. You go before us. That you are the God that is almighty, Lord. Reminding me that this is a lot like baptism. Water baptism is an outward expression of an inward decision. Because we, if you're born again, you are united with Christ. You are in Christ. So this is just an outward expression of something that you have already made a decision to be in union, joined together, set your love upon him. So this is what you're doing. You're taking that step to make the outward visible decision and also a remembrance for you of what you're coming up underneath, but you're in Christ. So we encourage you to come up to make that outward expression of faith of what you've already made in your heart.